Welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. I'm here with a special guest today, Brian O'Grady of the San Diego Padres. He's on Twitter at Brian O'Grady21. How you doing? I'm good, Zach. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, thanks for coming. You're my first um, MLB player that I've had on this podcast. So um, I'm very thankful for that. Thank you for making the time. And I understand you're in Arizona. You just got in there and um, you're safe and sound there, ready, ready to play some ball this year. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad I could be the first one. Uh, yeah, man, uh, all good here. I think a lot of guys came in on um, Saturday. I think that was kind of the plan that was set up, you know, between you and MLB. Um, you know, hopefully uh, get to go in tomorrow and, uh, you know, start to work and start getting familiar with uh, the new organization and uh, all that kind of stuff. Right on, right on. Cool. So, like I said, I said in the outset, um, this is a fantasy podcast, but we're just going to shoot, shoot the shit about baseball uh, in general. Um, but this little icebreaker question. Do you, if you, if, I know you don't play fantasy, but if you had to, if you had the first pick, Tatis, Acuna, Soto, or Betts? Oh, man. You know, they're all such good players. I think I'd have to go with Tatis. Well, I um, figured you had to. <laughs> it was an easy question. Aside from him being on my team, um, he, I mean, man, the, the, you know, the year he had last year and just everything he can do on the field is um, it's just amazing, you know, especially just shortstop. I just think, um, you know, Mookie and, and Mookie's unbelievable and, Juan Soto, man, I don't know if anybody's a better hitter than that kid, uh, especially too. But just the total all-around package that Tatis is—I uh, don't know if you can beat it. I agree with you. If I had the choice, I would—I would choose him. Yeah, I, I mean, you're splitting hairs there, but I think that that would be my pick. I'd agree. I'd agree on, on the splitting hairs, but yeah, I agree. So that—that's that—that's cool. Um, so you uh, just want to talk about like how you had um, your story. Uh, you grew up in Pennsylvania, I assume. Um, did you have a favorite team growing up? Oh yeah, man. I was a huge Phillies fan. Uh, I'm still a Philly sports fan uh, for sure. But yeah, the Phillies um, went to a ton of games growing up. I grew up, I was only about 25 minutes from the stadium. Um, they won the world series my junior year in high school. So that was really cool uh, back in 08. Um, right. Yeah, it was uh, – man, they had some really good players on that team. It was a lot of fun. Halliday, uh, Hamels, that, oh, that rotation was – Oh, incredible. yeah. Yep, Cliff Lee. Man, they had uh, Cole Hamels. They, I mean, they were uh, – Oswald. Yep, they were a really good team. Ryan Howard, uh, you know, Pat Burrell, Jason Worth. They just – Jimmy, yeah. awesome. They really they, – they had a really good team. Well, I'm from Toronto, so I'm a huge Jays fan. Um, and I, I, I had the pleasure of seeing Halliday, watch him pitch a couple times. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Um, it's probably before your time, but the 93 world series when Toronto played Philadelphia, I was at, yep. uh, I was actually at the game where Joe Carter hit the home run. Oh, wow. Um, dating myself a bit. I'm 37. So I'm a bit older than you are, but I don't know how old you, you probably would have been young at that time, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you probably right. would have just, just been probably right around where you, when you were born. Yep. Yep. But that, I mean, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. That, was, good- that was cool. So you got, you got, you were about the same, well, similar age to uh, when the Phillies won the world series for you as when the Jays were winning the world series in Toronto. So that, yeah, it's, it's a fun time, man. Um, yeah. No. 
what, what was like, what was your, what was your favorite memory like growing up going to games? Um, was it, was it the world series or what was your favorite? What was, what was yeah. it sticks out to you? You know, I mean, the world series was awesome. I, I think I, I, you know, I got to appreciate it more because of the age I was at and, you know, where I was at and my own kind of playing career. Um, and I was at a, I was at one of the playoff games that year and they absolutely, I think they put up like nine runs in the first inning against the Dodgers and it was nuts. But, uh, you know, I have great memories of being young. Um, my dad worked for Pepsi and, and he would get tickets cause he had to take clients there. And, uh, so I, I got to go a decent amount. I, I forget. I remember uh, Doug Glanville flipping me a ball in the stands oh, at, and uh, catching a batting practice home run from Pat Burrell. So they, I got some good ones. I'm lucky. That's cool. That's cool. So then you went on and you played for Rutgers, right? Yep. What, what, tell me about your time there. Did you meet anyone that was influential? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I had an awesome time there. I didn't even really know what Rutgers was at the time. Um I was getting recruited by some bigger schools, but when I got to Rutgers for a visit and it was, it was only an hour from home and, and it was, I just fell in love with it right away. Um, and a big thing I wanted my parents to be able to come watch me play. Um, and uh, they had a guy named Darren Fenster uh, who's with the Boston Red Sox. Now he's their outfield coordinator who um, was a really good player in college and in the minor leagues and uh, the hitting coach there. Uh, Glenn Gardner, who I got to be really, really close with, um, was a really good player too. Uh, I just really liked them and <clears throat> they, uh, you know, I think they definitely put me on the right path to, uh, to where I am now. Right. That's cool. So, um, you got, you got called up, um, in the Reds organization. Why don't you discuss the Reds and, um, hitting a, hitting a dinger off your new teammate, Austin Adams, <laughs> I guess you didn't. Yeah, realize, was, you guys were going to be teammates at the time, but um, um, yeah, yeah. Are you are you familiar with any of your new teammates other than other than Adams? In in um, well, I don't think you've hit home runs off of anyone else, but you know, uh, start with the Reds. Yeah, my you know it was my time there was was great. Um, just to you know for them to give me the op my the you know the original opportunity drafted me and uh, finally calling me up. Um, you know, I long road there and there were so many people in that organization that helped me along the way and believed in me, even when I struggled pretty bad, uh, for a year or two. Um, and then, you know, yeah, hitting the homer off, off, uh, Adams. Um, I guess, I guess I got him in college too, apparently, cause he oh. went to South Florida, which was in my, you know, my league at Rutgers at the time, the big East. Um, and then I played with it a kid jimmy hergett uh who went to south too and he told me that i didn't even know um but i have i haven't met austin yet um i will well i'll see if he brings it up to me before i say anything but uh oh, it's uh, you kind of already introduced yourself to him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i mean he's he's got some really good stuff uh hmm. but um you know that was obviously special my first big league home run and uh as far as my teammates here um you know, I, I've ran into a lot of a lot of guys playing uh, along the way. Um, I played with Emilio Pagan in the fall league in 2016 um, when he was still with the Mariners. Uh, so I know him pretty well. And he actually was with Tampa Bay when I was there last year. And we were at FanFest and just finished. And he got traded 
then. So that was an interesting day. Um, and then uh, I p- actually played with with Tatis in the Dominican Winter League. Uh, this, I guess, following the 2018 season. Right. We were on uh, Australia's down there, and it was actually his dad was our manager. Um, so I got to know him pretty good. He's, I knew then he was going to be really good. And uh, aside from that, he's an awesome person. Uh, and his dad's a really good guy too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's about, about what I got from my teammates so far. That's cool. That's cool, man. Um, so you were also on the Rays um, for a brief time. Um, talk about like the differences, like, do they have any, like, what do they emphasize in terms of like um, um, how they, how you attack pitchers as a hitter, uh, like as a hitter, did they do anything different than what you saw with the Reds being on the Reds for a while? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, Tampa, they do so well because they, like, truly want guys to just be themselves. Like, there is – I don't want to say, like, no judgment, but it's just, like, everybody is just totally themselves. No one's worried about anything. Um, it's just – it's a really good culture and atmosphere to be a part of. Um, so, they want you to play to your strengths, you know, uh, whatever that may be, and it's different for each hitter. and. You know, they're, the hitting coach there, Chad Matola, is awesome. Um, and he has, you know, a plan for each pitcher and kind of what, what he thinks um, is the best way to attack each, each pitcher. But it goes to each guy's strength. And, you know, they trust, the, they trust their guys. They really do. Um, they put everybody out there for a reason. Um, and they just want you to play. Um, when I was with the Reds, Turner Ward was our hitting coach who was with the Dodgers for a long time, and he's awesome. Um, Another XJ. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I still talk to Turner a lot. We don't live too far away from each other now. Um, but he is, man, he was, um, just on point with every single pitcher, just a little more into the details and Hey, let's really hunt these kind of things. Um, let's get it. Let's get this pitch and, and do damage with that. But, uh, you know, I think, I think everyone thinks that the Rays have such an emphasis on the analytics and, and that's definitely true. And the pitching is is unbelievable there. That's a different kind of story. Um, but as far as the hitters goes, they, they just want them to, to do what they do, whatever that is. Um, and I think that that lets the guys be uh, as good as they can. You had to spend any time with the Rosarina there? Oh, yeah. Yep. He looks, like a, he looks like a fun guy. He's uh man. He's funny. He speaks about 15 words of English. Which ones? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not- but he's, I mean, obviously you saw how talented he, he is. The first thing I noticed in spring training was just the bat speed. Um, just real, I mean, it, it's, it's just kind of different when, uh, when you see him in person. Um, and he, he definitely, you know, has a, uh, a chance to be a really good player. He, I think everyone was surprised. I mean, that, that the playoff run was just insane. You, you know, when, yeah. He's sitting there and he's you're hearing names like Barry Bonds and, and guys like that that he's passing. And it's like, you know, wow, it's that's just crazy. But um, you know, I honestly I thought pitchers would kind of figure him out, but he made adjustments along the way and it, I mean it was just a show. I so I'm very interested to see how how it goes for him this year because man, I mean that you know, if he plays like that, you're you're talking about another just a ridiculous player. Another like, yeah, on the level of the four players that we we mentioned yeah. at the start of this. 
Um, now, one of the things I noticed about him is like, even, even before last year is um, one of the things that stuck out at me is spring training last year. He had like 10 walks to no strikeouts. And I'm a big, yep. I'm looking at players like, like yourself, right? Like you have, you have excellent plate discipline. And, and that's one of the things that got us talking a little bit is, is plate discipline and how, how like pitch recognition and, um, and like, and, and that, that leads to success in other ways, like hitting home runs off of really fast pitches, like your home run off of Austin Adams was a 95 plus mile an hour fastball. So he, I think his, like, I think his approach, not only is he like fast and athletic, but he is like a great recognition of the strike zone as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you saw it in spring like that and you know, it was, especially during the playoffs and in the regular season too, I was just sitting there like, man, every time they throw him a fastball, he, uh, it's either a home run or like a double at 110. <laughs> like he just was not missing and they kept throwing it to him, but, it comes back to the kind of point of how we started talking was like, well, he's not swinging at the other stuff. So, you know, they're at some point they're going to try to throw him that fastball and he just was taking off on every single one. So, um, you know, that plate discipline definitely comes up big for him and man, it, I mean, he, he can be a special player, no doubt about it. So speaking of that, what's, what's your approach when it comes to like the plate discipline, how, like, what have you done to like, what, what have you done like during this period of time where, you didn't really get that many like in-game reps or I'm assuming not as many to like, what's going to show, what do you think is going to show up in your game that people haven't seen on this, on this, on the stat sheet yet? Yeah. Oh man. I I think my whole life I've kind of had a pretty good idea of the strike zone. Um, And especially in in college, man, like the, my, my like later years there, we didn't have a ton of guys who like scared other teams to be totally honest. So most teams would pitch around me. So I had to kind of get used to taking my walks too. Right. Of um, course. Times that's really not easy, but, and then in pro ball, it's when it started, I felt, I felt like I almost got too complacent up there. Like was just letting, you know, not aggressive on strikes, but um, I think with the right approach and that's all come together for me as of a few years ago, uh, you know, I'm expecting a fastball every pitch and basically just reacting off of that. Um, kind of what works for me. Um, different guys do different things. And, and depending on the pitcher, it might change just a tiny bit. But I think the biggest thing for me uh, when I am just committed to, to my approach and just kind of confident and relaxed, I see the ball really well. Um, you know, I'm not cheating to try to – you know, hit a certain pitch or, or afraid that I'm going to get fastball blown by me or something like that. And, um, you know, you're just able to recognize the pitch better and uh, lay off the ones that you don't want. And I think everybody, you know, especially myself, but if you talk to any hitter, they're probably pretty confident that if they swing at good pitches, they'll probably have pretty good results. Right. So looking at, looking at your minor league stats, it's like every, like every year walk percentage over 10%, close to like 15 some years. Um, like hot, like it looks like you're, like you're a high Babbitt guy too. Um, one, like there was one off year where like the Babbitt was under 200, which is just a complete. I throw that out, and even that year, your your OBP was still over 300, even with like a Babbitt under 200, which is quite quite good. And uh, I'm looking at this, I'm like, this guy should be in the major leagues, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it looks like you really put it together in, in 19 when you when you hit 28 bombs and like 28 yep. bombs, 20 20 stolen bases. It looks like. 
looks like you're a five tool player here for sure. And someone that can play first base too. Um, looks like you hit the ball hard and, and you, and you run fast. So um, uh, we're, we were, we were talking about like the advanced metrics. Um, I was looking, I was looking at, I'm, I'm always trying to dig for information and looking at like max exit velocities. Like in the majors, you're, you have some hard hits. You have your plus one, uh, 107 plus in the majors. Do you know, do you guys know down there in the minors how hard you can hit the ball? Uh, I, I think that information is probably available now if you, if you want it. Um, I don't, I don't particularly like pay attention to exactly what it is. Obviously everyone wants to hit the ball hard because that's the way to get, <laughs> the way you get more hits because the defenses just get better and better as you get, as you go up. Um, but you know, I, I think it's, it's just a matter of, uh, I'm a, I'm a pretty strong dude. If I, if I square it up, it's going to be hit pretty hard. And, um, but I can't if I if I try too hard, my swing is is awful, and I'll just be I'll just be screwed. So I actually try to feel like in the game, I'm like when I'm going good, it feels like I'm not even swinging. It's just like slow motion. Um, and sometimes you got to use the eye testing because like that home run that we were looking at off Adams, just to bring that back up. I think yeah. that was like I, I don't know the exit velocity on that. I don't remember offhand, but I remember like looking at the eye test. I'm like this ball this ball's crushed. This guy hits this guy hits the ball hard, and this guy's going to be a home run hitter. Um, now on the speed end, like you looks, looks like you have like you you have both of those elements of the game covered at least in the minor league so far. And my question is just in general, like is that going to translate to the major leagues? Because that doesn't always translate. Like I've like we I've seen Springer Jock Peterson go run wild in the minor leagues, and then it just stops in the major leagues. Do you see that that aspect of your game continuing? Yeah, I definitely do. I think um, for one. You know, the first last year when I played and then I, I've, I've lost about 12 pounds this offseason. So I'm definitely a step or two faster than I normally would be um, for, you know, personally speaking. But I think the biggest difference for guys going from the minors to the majors is more on like the team aspect. Uh, a lot of those guys in the minors, they tell them like, like they don't care, you know, run. If you get thrown out, whatever, we don't care. And you know, that's how you have to steal bases. You can't be worried about getting thrown out. Like you're not going to pick the worst times to run and just get thrown out for no reason. But you got to understand if you're taking the, if you're taking the risk, the calculated risk that you're going to get thrown out sometimes. It's just part of what it, what's going to happen. But I think in the major leagues now, that's not as accepted as it is in the minor leagues. Like if you get thrown out, stealing a base in the major leagues is kind of a bigger deal as opposed to the minor league. So if you have the team who's like, listen, run, we don't, you know, it's all right. If you, if you're going at a good time and they just make a perfect play because the pitcher's got to be fast. It's got to be a pitch. The catcher can handle the catcher's got to make a good throw and they got to put a tag down. And if they do all that and you're out, so be it. Right. You know, my guess would be that the Dodgers and the Astros would kind of, at least in those two guys' scenario, maybe tell them to tone it down a little bit would be my guess as to why that happened. Well, for Springer in particular, like I'm, I'm obviously a huge fan of him. I think he's an amazing player and he's now on the Jays. So obviously that just makes me like him more, but his success rate wasn't like, he did try to run. It just didn't happen for him in the major leagues. It's sort of like, I don't know why, I don't know why that was. Maybe no one does. It's hard to, it's hard to know. No one, no one, no one I've talked to has an answer for that, but um, it just, he was so successful in the minors and just, not in the majors. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah. So that's one of, that's one of the things, but that's good to, that's good to hear that you're, that you're confident and the, the, the Padres are, their philosophy is to run. So like Tatis runs, like even Machado's picking up his stolen bases. So I think that it, like when you get out there, you're probably going to be getting the green light more often than not, I would assume. Yeah. I think personally, I, I think it's, it's just a, such an underrated, like catchers in the major leagues are, are really, really good. There's no doubt about it. And there's specific ones who are, unbelievable but i think that in general catching a uh, a guy who has decent speed and like trying to steal is just a very hard play i think there's just so many moving parts to it that people should take that chance more often than than we see in our game today interesting interesting um way to look at it that's uh that's what i like to hear um so you you'd mentioned to me well you actually, you, you said on Twitter that um, you're excited to play for a team that believes in you um, and, um, and the team's going to be very competitive competitive. Now I'm going to, I'm going to ask, my question is um, what's different about the Padres. But before I, before I ask that question, well, I already did, but that's the question I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, but my, I've, I've um, a quote that I read um, either yesterday or the day before from Tingler. Um, he was quoted and he said that you're underrated and, and overshadowed. I don't know if you saw this, this is a recent, like um, little, like quote I heard from him. He goes, you control the strike zone very well. You can play first base in all the outfield positions, a guy you can win a lot of games with. So it sounds like he loves you. Um, talk about what that means to you. And I guess what's different in San Diego. Yeah. I think, you know, to be totally honest, I think when I struggled I, in the minor leagues with the Reds in 2016 slash 17, between just struggling and, some injuries, I think they kind of wrote me off at that time. I think my the adjustments I made in the turnaround starting in 18 and then 19 just really gave them no choice but to call me up in the way that it happened. Right. That makes sense. And then and the Reds, they, they were they were like they it wasn't only just you, like they were struggling yeah. to, to manage everyone. Like Sinzel, like yeah. it wasn't getting a proper chance either. And he still is, sure. well, he still hasn't yet. <laughs> but so it's I think that that was the you know the reds and and i i kind of get that but um and then the rays i do think that they believed in me but they you know they do their projections and stuff and without the triple a season and me like really being able to just play games and show what i was doing and um you know them seeing the data that they collected from the alternate site just in games I didn't get as many opportunities as maybe I would have over a normal 162 game season. Um, and that's what I talked with Neander off, often about that stuff. And that, that was a big part of it, but um, obviously, you know, I, I, I get released or DFA'd and the Padres end up coming along. And um, I was very, <laughs> I was very close to uh, going international for the year. Um, but the Padres, you know, made me this offer because they wanted me here. And obviously that was, you know, big for me. And, uh, but just right, right from the get go, the way they kind of talked and, and how they saw me. And um, I guess it just felt like they used more of their eyes in watching me play and trusted people as opposed to just looking at numbers and um, some of those other things. And then, you know, you hear your manager say those kind of things. I mean, that, I think I did see that quote, and I think that one of the last things he said is something about you can win a lot of games with a guy like that. Yeah. And that to me 
is the most, I mean, that's, that's, a, that, that's what I'm looking for. You know, that's, I want to win. Um, to have your manager believe that about you is, is awesome. And it just makes you want to go out there and, and prove it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, Kim, the international signing, he, he said that he's just going to be playing the infield. So that's, that's good that he's not going to be taking up time from the outfield. And then you got Tommy Pham out there and it's just about getting the opportunity. And, and, and like you said about using your eye test, like I believe, like I'm happy. I'm glad to hear you say that you decided to play in the majors and not international, because I think like you just need that shot. Like I'm, I'm almost convinced of that just by, by just by watching you. And I think other people should be so, but it's about getting the opportunity on the Padres and Tommy Pham. Like, it looks like I'll, I was honestly worried about him and you don't want to, you, you want to wish good health on everyone, but I, I saw that as a potential opportunity, but he looks like, like apparently he's doing well, but again, like you never know what's going to happen. Like it's, it looks like it's a crowded ish situation right now, but like, you never know what's going to happen there. So, um, and then you got, you got, you can play first and all the outfield positions. So like it, it uh, it probably, I think it seems like a lot has to go right, but really like it's a long season and this is a crazy year. So I think um, that opportunity could come sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, it's just whatever role uh, I end up being in is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do that role to the best of my abilities. Uh, if that's pinch hitting or playing defense later in the, in games or, or whatever it is, man, I, you know, I'm all in for it. So. That's the attitude you need. That's the perfect attitude. Yeah. So um, the, the metrics, so we, we were talking about metrics a little bit and like plate discipline. What, what do you, what are you looking at? Like, I know you said you're not going to look at how hard exactly you hit the ball, but like, what are you looking at um, that would help you improve your game or understand where you're at? Yeah. So that it's funny that the exchange kind of made me start thinking and, and, you know, this year I'm just going to pay a whole lot more attention to, little things like that. Cause I, I really haven't in the past to be totally honest. Like, obviously I know if I'm swinging at a ball that bounces four feet before the plate, that's not good. And I'm not <laughs> trying to do that you know. but I've never really asked or try to dig in to like, okay, how, how often am I swinging at that pitch or just a pitch that's really out of the zone or am I chasing in a certain count way more than, other counts or you know something like that so i am looking forward to the opportunity to you know get into our complex and, and start kind of figuring those things out because that's what jace um really was preaching too was like we're, we want to control the strike zone right. so it makes a lot of sense yeah if i'm you know that's it just it, it makes me think of a whole lot of things like it, i i want to am i swinging at oo curveballs in the dirt a whole lot like little things like that as a hitter that you're like, well, now I, I can, you can think of different things to combat that. You know what I mean? So you to, I guess to answer your question right now is like, I haven't looked at a ton, but I'm going to very, very soon. And I'll, I'll let you know what I start figuring out then. All right. We'll talk. We'll keep talking. Yeah. yeah. Over the year, we'll keep tabs. Um, so, um, Who's a teammate you've learned a lot from in terms of anything? Like if you can do a single one or two or three of them, teammate, talk there's, about coaches. Yeah, there's, there's so many. There really is. Um, you know, the, I think obviously the first one who comes to mind um, as far as the major leagues go was watching Joey Votto work in Cincinnati, even in spring training. I mean, he's just 
how like intentional he is and how he goes about things is just is just amazing. Um, so seeing that was definitely special. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier last year, man, talking about center field and, and playing the outfield. Um, we had a really good relationship. Um, you know, so I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, he's maybe the best. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. And, and he would, man, he, we talked about so much, uh, during the season, different things that, you know, and I'll absolutely be using them. Um, and, and, you know, I, it's funny, I think in the minor leagues, my, my favorite, my favorite teammate that I talked to, well, two of them, I think was, uh, one was Christian Cologne who, uh, won the world series with the Kansas city Royals had a huge hit, um, in the, in the world series then, uh, but just talking about hitting and just, just talking about the, you know, mental side of it, man, he was, he's just such a pro and, um, in Louisville that year in 2019, we talked so much about those things. And then the other one is Josh Van Meter. Um, yeah. Was my, uh, you know, I played with him mm -hmm. in the fall league and then he got traded to the Reds and I played with him a bunch in the minor leagues there. And then in the major leagues there. Um, and he was, we were always roommates. Um, he was, you know, another lefty hitter who kind of was similar to me a little bit. So we would talk about pitchers or how they were pitching us because he, he had an unbelievable year that year, too. Um, I was just talking to a, a beat writer uh, from the Diamondbacks, and I was asking him, like, who, what prospect's going to pop this year? Like, is it going to be having Smith, up beer? And he's like, actually, I think it might be Van Meter. <laughs> yep. He's, uh, I think he's a guy that you would like, definitely knows the strike zone. Um, but I, I think we helped each other a lot that year, and um, – there's so many, but those are probably the first few that, that come to my mind when uh, I think about my the teammates. That's cool. Other than, other than you, who tell me somebody that's going to like pop up from the minor leagues and like that could be, um, doesn't have to be on any of the teams you played with or could be that you're just going to pop this year. And I'm trying to think. Did you play with, did you play with Jose Garcia at all? No, I never did. He was a, uh, a little, little younger or behind me, whatever. Um, is young. I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, I, I don't know if that's this year or if it's next year or what, but he just – he always kind of looked like – he just kind of had that look that he was going to be a player. Um, I agree. I think one guy, but he – you know, this is my buddy too, but TJ Antone from the Reds. Oh, you're a, speaking my language, man. I, he had a good year last year, and, and, you know, he's made some adjustments. I've been with – we got drafted together, and he's – Man, I think he's got some really good stuff. I think in a full year, he can show that that he's a really good pitcher. Dude, if he has a good – like, if you and him have a good team, because he, I've been able to get – obviously, I've been able to draft you a lot, and I probably have the most shares of TJ Anton out of anyone because – Yeah. Format. And, like, if, if, he, if he pops like you're saying he does, I'm going to be a rich – I'm going to be a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> man, he's – yeah, he's uh, – he's awesome. He, he made some philosophy changes a few years ago and I got to see it kind of unfold into, and we actually, we have the same agent, um, too. So I, uh, I really like him. Um, and then, you know, I would say, uh, I'm trying to think of guys from the Rays that I was around a lot too. They, there's so many good players there, but it's, it's a really good team too. Is the, is the, is the flip side of it. It's hard. Yeah, to, it's hard, hard to the community. Like even. Yep. Um, but uh, man, you just, you never know. It's like you said, 
you just you don't know what guys given the like a real opportunity would really play well and i think there's a lot more guys that would play well than get the opportunities well i don't want to think too much of your of your time unless you have something else you wanted to add no nah, man any any uh anything you got i'm uh i'm all good i'm trying to think well, we can do this again. <laughs> we can we can talk after you after you um, after you kill it this year. Um, in in um, in San Diego, you guys win the World Series, and um, and uh, you have a you have a twenty twenty season. That's the plan, man. You know, it's just uh, somehow just somehow some way it's going to happen. You know, if I didn't if I didn't believe that, I, I would have quit a long time ago. If you, if you don't believe that, then you don't belong playing the game. You know what I mean? You know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of people that believe in you and like in, in, the, in the world that I play in this, the high stakes people are betting thousands of dollars in, on sports. And there's a lot of really smart players that, that believe in you and, um, and think you're, you're a diamond in the rough. Yeah. That, I mean, and I appreciate that. You know, I see everything. It's, uh, it's fun. And, and hopefully I, I get the chance to, uh, prove all them people right and, and help the Padres win a World Series this year, man. Well, good luck and uh, stay healthy. Pass all, pass, all, pass all of your COVID tests, hit a bunch of dingers, steal a bunch of bases, and win a World Series. You got it, man. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the talk. Anytime, man. We'll definitely do it again. All right, man. And I wrote your mind.